and go with me to 2 Corinthians chapter uh, 5. We're talking all this month. I mean, all this, well, I say all this month. Uh, it is all this month. We're still on the lesson whereas we say the theme of the year is on the victory that overcomes the world is our faith, 1 John 5, 4. And we'll be, we'll be teaching on that, putting a, a major emphasis on faith from now to September of this year. Now, it doesn't mean that we're going to stop teaching on faith. No, faith is a positive response. So you can never stop teaching on something that is the only response to God's grace. Faith is. Okay? But in this lesson here, we're putting, we're giving to you what faith is. When we, and and, and I've, last week I talked about salvation. I'm a little bit ahead of you on my online Bible school that I teach every day than at all what you hear in church. Okay? So... On my online Bible school, I've been teaching uh, what faith is for salvation. That means what faith look like for salvation. What does faith look like, which is I'm going to talk to you a little bit today about both of them, faith, salvation, and faith. What does faith look like for righteousness' sake? Okay, what faith look like? In other words, how does faith look in the eyes of the righteous? How does faith look in the eyes of one that's born again? What role does faith play? Okay? And so without faith, faith is like gasoline or diesel to your vehicle. Right? Now we might want to add battery today too, you know, because you got electric cars. Right? You know, so what faith is, so when we say what faith is, faith, our faith is what? A belief in something or someone, right? And we can use that both in the natural and we can use it in the realm of the spirit. In the natural, I can have faith in each one of you, okay? Uh, I can have faith in my banker. But the faith that we're speaking of, the belief and the assurance that we're speaking of is how is having faith in God, as Jesus told the uh, the disciples in Mark eleven twenty two. Have faith in God. Okay, and the reason why I have faith in God because why He's the Creator, He's the Owner, He created the heavens and the earth. And in Genesis one and chapter two, Genesis one and Genesis two, He showed us how He created the heavens and the earth. Now, when we get back, when we look over here, 2 Corinthians 5, 17, uh, in case you put that up, the purpose of the new birth is to get you back to Genesis chapter 1 and chapter 2 to live out of. Did you understand what I just said? The purpose of the new birth, 2 Corinthians 5, 17, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he or she is what? A new creature. A new creature, a new species, one translation will say. A new being. It doesn't mean physically you are new. Because nothing outwardly changed, right? I mean, just <laughs> if I was bald before I got saved, I'm going to be bald after I got saved, right? If I was fat before I got saved, I would be fat after I got saved, right? Now, I can do something about it. Being bald or fat, right? I can go buy me some hair. Everybody else doing it. I can buy me some hair and, you know, and have it. Uh, I don't know how to have it on there, but I can go buy me some hair and have it. I don't know how I look with some hair. You know? I still got hair, but you just got to let it grow. Oh, the implants, you know. Yeah. Go, yeah. <laughs> well, so I'm just making a point. And then, you know, nothing mentally changed either, right? And then I was soulish. If I was stupid before I got born again, I'd be stupid after I got saved, right? Can y'all see that? Now, I'm not stupid, you know. Some of y'all looking, hmm, you said it, I didn't. <laughs> so, so what did change? Nothing changed but our spirit. So my soul didn't change, my body did not change, but my spirit did change. 
And so that is the part of us that God 100% deals with and filters through. You and I use that part that's born of God to minister to our heart or our soul and our body. Because why? The word has eternal life in it. It has the ability to bring about change in how I think. I can't change the way I think on my own. You have to have a, a support system. The support system would be the word of God. It would be the spirit of God. It would be the Holy Ghost. You have God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost is affecting the way you think, the way you think now. Amen? Now, faith for salvation is how does it come? Let's look at this because uh, I want to get both of these in. Look at uh, Romans chapter 10 of uh, Casey and look at verse 8. And we'll look at this verse of scripture a lot. It says, what says it? The word is nigh thee, even in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith, which we preach. Now we know that salvation, to have faith for salvation, I got to say something. But that faith, that belief have to be in two places. It got to be in my mouth and it got to be in my heart. Notice this. Next verse. That if thou shall confess. Notice the word that if. That is what? A choice. I have to make what? A decision. Once you hear the gospel, you have to make a decision. You have to choose this. It's not going to be just because you're sitting here. You could, you, could, you could be a part of this church and never got born again and go to hell. It's not just being a part of a church that make us righteous. Just like me, park myself in a garage, don't make me a car. <laughs> Is that right? No. No, you got to say something. Right? Kind of like that old, that old lady, you know, she left her, her son, left and moved into another country. And he didn't want his mama to be left alone. And so he sent her this talking parrot. And when she got the parrot, the parrot didn't speak. She ate the parrot. She said, well, he should have said something. <laughs> Y'all catch that tomorrow. Amen. <laughs> In other words, the parrot was, he sent the parrot there to be a blessing to her to speak. <laughs> Not <a> <laughs> Oh, you understand what I'm saying? All right. So, in other words, your salvation is based on how you hear yourself say. Okay, so Romans 10, 9 said that if, right? That if, that if what? You shall confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe. Now, many people confess with their mouth. Uh, the Lord Jesus. That religion, Jehovah Witnesses, Islam, they believe that Jesus was a prophet. They believe that he was a good person, but they don't believe he was God. John 5, 24, Jesus said, me and my father are one. What you going to do with that? Are you following what I'm saying? So that many people believe in Jesus Christ, but they won't confess him as Lord. Until you ever, I don't know how much street witnessing y'all ever done before, but in the early days of my, you know, of my Christianity, I've done a lot of street witnessing. Lots of it. I mean, I was so tuned in, I go by myself and witness. I, I, I witness to a whole neighborhood, a whole community. And I've run across people that now some of the greatest miracles take place in the homes. But people are. But I've run across people that don't believe, that will not confess. 
I've run across people say, well, I'm not ready for that yet. I got too much going on in my life. Well, but these are some of the things you run across when you're out there. Okay? So here he said that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe. Everybody say and. That means that's a conjunction. That means that's a continuation here. And what? Shall what? Believe in thine heart that God raised him from the dead who shall be saved. I shall. What's the qualification? First, I got to do what? Here. Hmm? How does uh, put up uh, uh, verse 17, the same chapter case of faith, uh, Romans 10, 17? So then faith comes by what? Hearing. And hearing. And hearing till what? Understandings come. That's why you keep listening to the same thing. Think about a song. You listen to a song over and over. If you like that new song, you keep listening to it, listening to it. You say, man, I can't understand what they're saying. I can't understand what that, what the, but you keep listening and listening. And then all of a sudden, understanding kicks in. You say, oh, that's what they were saying. Your mama. No, <laughs> you know, but you understand what I'm saying, right? And so you keep listening to what? Understanding kicks in. And it's the same thing about the truth of this word. You keep listening, 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 because it'll be a little strange to your hearing. It'll go against your tradition. It'll go against your religious background. It'll go against a lot of things that you, how you were raised, and then, but you keep hearing and hearing and hearing, then all of a sudden, boom, understanding comes in. Light shows up. You say, Oh, I got it now. That's why this is, this, this is so important. Don't try to get it the first time. Just keep hearing it. Faith comes by hearing. You can't change yourself. This eternal life, this Zoe life, this God kind of life I'm speaking to you about, it has everything in it to bring about change to you when you receive it. You get, you're the receiver. Right? I mean, just think about it. You know, uh, I have direct TV. I have a satellite. It don't give me no channel. It's the receiver. It receives a what? A signal. Huh? It receives what? A signal to do what? To give me the channel that I had subscribed to. It sends a signal to that dish. And then I have in my, in my house, what, a little transmitter. It transmit what? Yeah, it's okay. It's not going to rain in here. Huh? You pray for the rain? Okay. But that's okay. Yeah. But it's good. Y'all inside now. Relax. I'm going to go send Daryl to get us a big bucket of church's fried chicken. Ha! We're going to be all right. And get us a few little, uh, what you call them, green peppers or jalapeno peppers. See, they make that, make that grease go down easy. See what I'm saying? <laughs> and you have church again all over. Look at it. You look how y'all smiling when I start talking about that. I used to have a friend when I started talking about fried chicken. Boy, he wiped his face. His face, gets, he gets to sweating. Okay, let, let me get back. All right, Sister Pearlie. So then faith come how? I, talk to her, Brother Joe. So then faith come by what? Hearing and what? Hearing. Hearing brings about understanding. That's why you keep hearing. The purpose is to keep listening to something until understanding shows up. That's why sometimes 
if I struggle with something in my life, then what I do? I keep hearing the word of God on it until light come in. Now, even when light start coming in, it's not for me to stop. No, I, w- I keep still keep listening and listening and listening oaths to what? Until I get a breakthrough that I can now function in it. I can now live it. This is how it works. But faith has to come. In other words, my belief in what God said, in what God provided, has to come before I can act on it. There's a strong belief that you got to have to the place of no turning back. And until you get to that place, you really won't walk in your salvation. You really won't walk in this new identity that you have. But this is how it comes. So then faith comes out by hearing and hearing by what? The word of God. So it's qualifying, telling you how this salvation comes by hearing what? The word of God. Not a word, the word. Amen? Okay, go back to verse uh, 10. Uh, go to verse 10, Casey. Same chapter. For with the heart, man does what? He believed. Hmm? He believed. Now, just think about this for a moment. Your conscience had to be involved. Your soul had to be involved to hear this word before your spirit actually changed. Because your spirit was, you were spiritually dead. But God still uses the heart, the conscience, the mind of man to do what? To transport. He didn't stop talking to Adam when he put him out the garden. He just didn't have that fellowship, that communion, that oneness that they had when he was in that garden. Now God had to speak to him using his own creation to make contact with man. Now through the new birth, it's back to where it was at, at the beginning. God fellowship with us in our spirit, not through, you know, the work of our hand, not through the moon, the sun. Are you following what I'm saying? He fellowship with you and I in your born again spirit. Now, he still can use things outwardly to communicate with you to make, con- to make a, a difference in something. But God is the communicator of your born-again spirit. That's the purpose of being born again. So you can know what he knows. Hmm? God wants you to know what he knows. Now, isn't that amazing? God wants you to do what he does. Hmm? God wants you to have what he has. But you have to be taught. Because that's two-thirds of you is going to fight this new life that you got in you. Okay? So it says, for with the heart man believe under righteousness. That's the other word we're going to talk about. And with the mouth confession is what? Made unto. Notice this. Salvation is made unto what? Through one's confession. Not through one's doing. That's important that you get that. Your salvation is made unto what? By what? The confession. Two things here. For with the heart man what? He believed. Right? Unto righteousness. Notice it. Unto. Because righteousness is just as much as a gift as your salvation. So until you understand that righteousness also is not something that you did to earn or you did something to receive. No, it was a gift made unto you. You didn't do nothing to get it. Just like you didn't do anything to become a sinner. You and I were just conceived in sin. It didn't have anything to do with your biological parent. It has something to do with the first parent, Adam and Eve. Okay, 
and all other parents just it's just a replica of what took place through the first. But now that we are born again, okay, it says, For with the heart men believe unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made where? Unto salvation. Not what you do, but what you say. What you believe and what you say. So our salvation is based on how one believes. Okay? So before you can believe, though, you have to do what? Hear. Amen? So how one hear will determine your belief. Once you, your belief is going to determine, now your thinking determines how you believe. In other words, you will think on what you've been hearing the most, what you've been feeding on the most. Okay? Let's look at this for a moment. Keep going. Verse 11, Casey. For the scripture says what? Whosoever believeth where? On him shall what? Shall what? Come on, talk to me, class. Shall not be what? Ashamed. Now that you are in him, and once you, once you have believed in him, now when I say believe in him, in other words, you understand that your salvation did not come easy. Or it didn't come without a cause. I didn't do nothing for it. Right? But it caused God everything. Right? And he gave me this salvation as a gift. That seems so unfair, doesn't it? I mean, just think about it. If you were God, you would you require a little bit more, huh? Is that right? I put more. I put more opposition. If you go look, if you go follow, if you go, if I'm gonna give my life for you, I want you to do this, 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 and this. And then as I go on, let me think about it again. <laughs> no, but God doesn't do that. What does the scripture say? It says in John three sixteen, for God so loved the world that He did what He gave. So what is he doing? He's giving everyone an opportunity to do what? Make a decision. He's not going to make it for you. Now you have to hear the gospel. You have to hear the truth. The truth is, is what God did for us in a man or in a, hu in a human body. That's, that's key. Then you have to believe that how God put himself in a body and he went to hell for me and you. So that the devil will have no, have no, he will have no power over us. He stripped him of his power. He stripped him of his right. He stripped him of his armor that he had to us. He took your sin and mine and he laid, his spirit laid there. I wish I could just lay on the ground and just lay out flat. He just took your, took your, took it and just laid there, his spirit, not his body. His body was still in that tomb. But his spirit was, 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 was sin. He had my sin, your sin. He had oppression, depression. He had all manner of sickness and disease. He had all manner of whatever. It was all attached to his spirit, to his soul. It was that part of him that the devil was holding him hostage. Him and all of his co-hosts of demons. Now they were shaking like a leaf on a tree. But they said, my God, we ain't going to let him go. Hold him, hold him, hold him. So for three days, he laid in that place to satisfy the justice of the Father. And then the Holy Ghost. 
He sent the Holy Ghost. Go get him. <laughs> it's here now. He just fell in this room right here. Now, I sense the anointing. It's tangible. You can sense that every now and then. But you know, it's bare witness. You could be healed. You could be delivered right now or whatever because why? That's why he went to hell. That's why his spirit was there three days and three nights so that you and I would not have to live with the burdens of that garbage. I don't care what it is. Hmm? Even if you flirted with homosexuality, lesbianism, transgender, you can't change your you can't change your gender. I don't care if you did make yourself, you know, a girl. Your bone, what is it? What is it? What is it? Is it your chromosome is the boy chromosome is what? X Y X something like that. And X Y and the girl is X X Y. Well, guess what? You can't change that. That's in the bone. That's that's God creation. So I don't care what lie the enemy, and this is this is how you know he's at work. I don't care what lie the enemy tell a human being. No, you were meant to be a girl. You tell me God made a mistake. But put this verse of scripture up there with Psalm 139. We talked about this this morning. Psalm 139.16 and put it in the NLT. Well, let's put, put verse 1 first. Verse 1. You see, until a person that have an alternate lifestyle, until they hear the truth, that's why they stay like they are. Now, some don't want to hear. But see, your conscience, God gave to you because that's one of the ways that God talks to every human being is through their conscience. You can't say, well, I didn't know. Oh, yeah, you knew. You don't have to hear the gospel to know. You knew. You knew it was wrong. Now, you kept doing it, whatever that is, and it, you became more numb to it that it didn't bother you anymore. But the only way I don't bother you because you got to either stay drunk or you got to stay high on some drug or you got to keep doing something where it's noisy, where you don't have no quietness because the moment you get quiet, it's going to come back. I don't care what they told you. You're a girl. No, you're a boy. You were born a boy. You're a male. That's what they don't want to hear. Now, I know this is not popular. I know it's on Facebook. They may put it off. I don't care. But do you understand what I'm saying? Satan don't have power to create human life. Just because someone can, uh, someone can change a person's uh, gender or whatever, that doesn't, make it, that doesn't make it right. Because in the mind of God, you're not going to ever change God's mind. So are you going to enjoy, say, on this earth, live for 20, 30, 40, 50? You may even go up to 80 years. God made you one way, and yet you live in another way, and you think that it's okay? The only reason why we got so much grace for this type of lifestyle, or whether any lifestyle is, is because homosexuality is an abomination. That's why it was destroyed. There's nothing good about it. That's not God being mean. That's God trying to tell you what he's trying to let you, trying to show you what the enemy is trying to do to his creation because he can't create human life. He can't. All he can do is take what God has made and get them to start thinking in the light 
of what he, the thought he plants in their mindset. And somewhere down the line, either they choose it or they reject it. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? Let me tell you something. If we don't start teaching this gospel with this type, with this in mind, I'm telling you, there's a lot of people, young and old. I'm told there was a 60-year-old man that, that, that thought that he's no longer a man. He's a six-year-old girl with a little, uh, with a little suit, little, little, what you go with the trampoline in? He had one of them on. Y'all quiet on me. Why is this taking place? Because the voice of the righteous are not speaking. We don't want to be disliked. Well, God loves everybody. That's right. But God don't love us like the way. He don't love us to stay the way we are. Who do you know? Would you send yourself, would you send your son to die a death if you thought he could? If it was your son, he could die a death for the world? Would you put your, would you let your son do that? Knowing that they still will blaspheme his name, still will reject him. Would you do that? We couldn't do it. We couldn't even have that thought. Right? Look at this. Oh, Lord, you have examined my heart and know everything what? Now, God knows. Now, that means you have to let an intruder in to tell you different. Hmm? You listen to a lie long enough or alternate way of thinking long enough, you start thinking in that way. Hmm? Yeah, it's amen, it's true. Y'all, y'all don't want to shake your head, y'all don't want to say amen right now, you know, but it's true. Look, verse two, go ahead on Casey. You know when I sit down or stand up. He said, you know. You know my thoughts. Even when I am far away. He said, if God know my thoughts and know what I'm thinking wrong, why wouldn't he stop me? Because he gave you what? Free will. You have to choose. Now, at the end of your life, when you got to stand before him, whether you, whether you, whether you are righteous or not, every person going to stand before him. And there's no such thing as, well, I didn't know. Oh, no, 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 no. Because he's going to let you know. I put it in you. That intuitive knowledge is your conscience. You know. You tuned it out. You ignored it. So for a person to have a reprobate mind, that means they have no more conviction of God dealing with their heart. It's because they have hardened their heart so much to whereas there is no more consciousness of wrong. That's Romans 1, 20, 18 through 21. You know when I sit down or stand up, you know my thoughts even when I'm far away. Keep going, Casey. You see when I travel, when I rest at home, you know everything I do. You know what I'm going to say even before I say it, Lord. He knows there's nothing hidden from him. So why don't he stop me then? Nope. Nope. That wouldn't be love. Love gives you the opportunity when you know the truth, give you the opportunity to either make the right or the wrong choice. 
So you have to, this salvation, you have to desire this. You have to want this change. You have to want, see, this, this walk is a radical change. It's radical. It's a radical shift in your life. It's something that took you totally off, off court. You know how somebody say, you got, you know, I used to play football. You ever got hit from your blind? Well, anybody who ever played a sport, you got hit from your blind. I don't care what kind of sport. You got hit from the blind side. When you get hit from the blind side, that means you were totally unconscious that that person was there. But you was able to get up and shake it off, but boy, you sure felt it. <laughs> it made me mad. <laughs> when we played ball, we, you know, we played school that was, man, them guys was big. I weighed 175 pounds with, with all my armor. <laughs> and when I'm looking before a guy, 6'5", 265 pounds, and he's over there looking down at me. I said, how was your mama last night? I'm talking to him. Why? This guy is huge. <laughs> so I got to get in his head before <laughs> we play because he's going to cream me <laughs> till tomorrow. Amen. What am I saying to you? You know what I'm going to say even before I say it, Lord, keep going. You go before me and follow me. You place your hand a blessing on my head. See, such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too great for me to do what? To understand. I'm telling you, it takes someone else to feed you a lie. Watch this. Keep going. I can never escape from your spirit. Oh. I can never get away from your presence. I don't care how much you party. I don't care how drunk you get. I don't care how doped up you get. You can't escape. Hmm? I knew people in my neighborhood, the drunker they got, the more they talked about Jesus. <laughs> if I go to hell, if I go up to heaven, you are there. If I go down to the grave, you are there. You can't escape him. Here we go. Next verse. If I ride the wings of the morning, if I dwell by the farthest ocean, even there your hand will guide me. Your strength will support me if I let him. Listen to these last few verses. I could ask the darkness to hide me and the light around me to become night. But even in darkness, I cannot hide from you. To you, the night shines as the brightest day. As brightest day. Darkness and light are the same to you. You made all the delicate inner, inner part, inner part of my body. Who made him? And you going to have the right to do what? You think you got the right to change it? That's a lie. That's a demon from hell that you open yourself up to deception. That's part of your salvation, deliverance. You may be, you may got saved as a homosexual, but you can't stay. Because the reason why you got saved is to do what? To denounce sin. Not the sinning, the nature that got you and I controlled by it. The power and the will to choose right or wrong is now on my behalf. Not God's. Did y'all catch that, what I just said? I have to have, the power to choose is on me. The nature that had me control living in the dark 
God took himself and put himself in that hellish place so that I would not have to suffer and live a life, an alternative life, or live a life that's filled with whatever that is because it's not your fault. But it becomes yours if you ignore his witness. Hmm? He made all my, all the delicate inner parts of what? My body. And he knit me together. Whoa. Where? In my mother's womb. So when God put you in, when your, your mom and dad came together, oldest, God knew you were going to be a male. And he put everything in there for it. He put his purpose in there. He put everything in there that you need to be fruitful, to be successful. Now it's up to me, it's up to you to search it out. Keep going, Casey. Thank you for making me so wonderful, complex. Now people always quote that verse of scripture. We are fearfully and wonderfully made. Now you understand why all that went through, all that God went through to make you like we are. Not to change, not to make excuse. Right? No. Uh-uh. What if somebody changed your, what if somebody went in your bank account and changed your, and took your money out there without your approval? What would you do? You're going to become upset. Huh? You're going to get to the bottom of this, right? Well, right here. Your workmanship is marvelous how well I know it. That means you know it. You watch me as I was being formed, what? In utter seclusion. What does that mean to y'all? Huh? He's dead the whole time. What you think about that, y'all? Boy, if I could just get one of y'all to stand up here and look at it and just look at y'all faces out there, y'all. This is the truth. And this is the truth that the world don't want you to hear. This is the truth why the devil wants churches like this shut down. Because if you can't hear, it figure you won't know. But if all churches shut down, guess what? How are you going to shut God down that lives inside of you that put himself? Hmm. Is there something else I can help you with? You see that thing? Get to talking. Are y'all understanding what I'm saying here? This is serious. So when your salvation took place, partner, let me tell you something. Like I say, a radical change came in you. It's impossible for you to stay the same way. Not with the life and nature of the one who you're possessing, who you're taking on. When that life comes in you, guess what it does? It puts you in a place, I want to start thinking like, I want to go back to church again. That's what it does. It makes you hungry. It makes you salty. It puts you to a place, I need to hear more. I need to, why? That's where the renewing of your mind come in. At. Why? So that you don't go back to that lifestyle where you were. Because you better believe the enemy, even though you heard it and you got born again, the enemy, wanted, he going to still try to lie to you. He going to still try to uh, project to you. Uh, but, you know, nothing changed. Everything is the same. No, it didn't. 
Because guess what? Now the thing that you was once for, you're going to start speaking against. That's what happened to me. And guess what's going to happen to the friends and associates you had around you? They start distancing themselves. All right. Catch you later, Mo. That's what they just called me my last week. Catch you later. Why? They weren't ready for that change. Because every time they come around you, you're talking about the Lord. You're talking about the change that took place in your life. You're not ashamed of it. That's what it means by, I'm not ashamed. Some of us have been made ashamed of the life that we have. Until you get a revelation of the one who went to the cross and what that life, what took place in his body as a man for you and I, oh no, I'm not going to be ashamed. As I was woven, woven together in the dark of the womb, watch this. Here's the verse. You saw me before I was born. Who saw that? God. You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was what? Recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out. Look at this. This is the part that got me every time I read this. Before a single day had passed. In other words, before I was born, not one day I lived, it was already laid out for me. Go back to Romans chapter 10, verse, uh, Romans 10, Casey, and look at verse 11. What does it say? Whoso, for the scripture said, whosoever what? Notice the word whosoever. Who's a whosoever? Everybody, anybody can be a whosoever. Do you choose to be that whosoever? Do you choose to stay that whosoever? Believe it on him shall not be what? That's why I gave you Romans, I mean, gave you that scriptures in Psalm 139 and read them all to you. Are what? Are disappointed. Whosoever shall call upon, no, the scripture, no man who believes in him, who adheres to, rely on, Trust in him. You see that? We got believers that trusting in themselves, making different excuses for themselves, and then they accept this, but they don't want to accept this. Here he says, who adheres to, rely on. You, you know what the word rely on it means? Just like that chair. See that chair you're sitting in? You relying on that chair. Right? You didn't even think about it until I just told you. What if that chair just collapsed? Huh? Who trust in him will ever be put to shame or what? Be disappointed? But you have to put your, all your trust in him. It can't be partial. That's what I mean by radical. If you don't have a radical stand, then guess what? Then you'll leave the door open like mosquitoes. You may shut the door. It may be wide open. You may shut the door and just have it cracked open. But if you leave that door open, mosquitoes still can do what? Come in, right? To stop the mosquitoes from getting in, what you got to do? Shut the door. You have to shut the door of your mind off to the world of that you came out of. I will not think like this. I will not hang out with this type of crowd anymore. Why? No. I'm not there to accuse them. 
I made a radical change. And I might add, before you tell somebody else about the Lord, make sure, make sure you got your stuff together now. Make sure you not be over there shucking and jiving. Right? And then anyway, if you're going to be a blessing, you be a blessing and helping, not being, not being critical, but you bring forth fruit unto repentance, meaning I can help this brother, I can help this sister. Why? Because you know what it took for you to get where you are. And that's a difference, okay? Next verse, Casey. No one, for there is no distinction between Jew or Greek, the same Lord is Lord over all of us. He is generous, bestowed his riches upon all who call upon him. How? In faith. See? If you, there's no difference. Okay, next verse. For everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord, invoking him as Lord. See? You have to do what? Invoke him as Lord. You know what the word Lord means? Anybody? Hmm? He's ruler. I don't care what your life is. I don't care what you've been in. I don't care how difficult it is. He overcame it all when his spirit laid in that grave three days, uh, uh, in hell three days and three nights. He came out victorious, not for himself, but for you and I. Yes, he had to be born again because his spirit was made sin, but he's the first born again from the dead for you and me. We got a man sitting on the right hand of God in a body right now. His name is Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Mm-mm. One day we're going to have that glorified body. But we won't stay in heaven long. We'll be back to the earth. But it won't be the same earth. You, did you know this is the will of God? Heaven on earth. We got many people trying to get to God. God trying to get down here to us. But we're going to have a new heaven and a new earth. Yeah. Think about what this new earth going to look like. Watch this. Almost finished. Everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord, invoking him as Lord, will be what? Saved. So it's not me just calling on the name. I have to also do what? Believe. In that name. How then shall they call on him whom they have not believed? See, what, see why belief is so important? If the truth is not being put out there, how can they call on him? And how should they believe in him whom they have not heard? Hmm? You have to preach the gospel to people. You have to, you know, you may not have the platform I have. What about your neighbor? What about people in your community? What about people on your job? That's your platform. You be a witness to them. You don't have to tell them everything. You just begin to share whatever nuggets that you have that the Spirit of God will give you. And you'll never know what that word is doing to affect them in their thinking. You may not be able to see it. You may say, oh, I just waste my time talking to them. Not really. Because you can't see what takes place on the inside. Because it's not you that is the surgery, that is the surgeon. It's the Holy Ghost. But he needs the right words to be spoken. You ever seen that movie called I Hot uh, Robot? With Will Smith. What did that word box say? My father made me different. Remember that? Go back and look at that, look at that scene for a moment. He said, 
you have to speak the right words for him to respond. How he, it, he, he understood Hampson and Greta. Remember that? About Hampson and Greta, about the breadcrumbs. He understood that. That's the way he made him. So when Will Smith asked the right question, he was able to respond. Because a robot not supposed to be able to respond like that. But the way he was made. What I'm trying to say to you. How then shall they call on him whom they have not believed? And how should they believe on whom they have not what? Heard. We have to speak the right words. Hmm? It can't be condemning. It can't be judging. It has to be in a way of showing what good God has done to all humanity. For them to make a choice. And how should they hear without a preacher? So you see, as a preacher, I, that's part of my job. Now, woe unto me, I stand before God and he say, how come you did not tell my people uh, about this and about this and about that? Well, Lord, you know, everybody wasn't ready for that. And, you know, our society changed and culture has changed. And I just thought I just, you know. Can you imagine me standing before the one who. So what y'all going to do when y'all got to stand before it? Because you're all going to do it. We're all going to stand before it. Hmm? You think Zoom what the, you know, we have that, the Zoom, you know, you think that was new. That ain't new. God been doing that all the while. Guess what? God going, he going, you going to have a Zoom meeting. You going to have a, a DVR, whatever. All that going to be shown right there before you in your imagination. He going to show you all that, the opportunity that I gave you, the doors that was there. And he going to show you. You will see it. That's why I said, a person that go to hell, it's no such thing as that they didn't know and that they still don't know. Because we saw the rich man, and I showed y'all that. We saw the rich man in hell, and he had a voice. He had feelings. He could think, and he could taste, and he could see. Because this physical part of you is not affected. The soul and the spirit you cannot kill. Hmm? So if you love people, you'll tell them the truth. You'll not let one day go by when the opportunity come to you. Because hell is a place for eternity. Just like heaven is a place for eternity. Sometimes we get so caught up in us and we can forget about everybody else. We shouldn't do that. Notice what he said. And I'll close with this. How should they hear without what? A preacher. And this is, some of, this is preacher's biggest nightmare because they don't want to teach this. How should they preach except they be what? Sent. As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that what? That preach the gospel of what? Of peace and bring what? Glad tiding. So you see, we should preach it in a manner that does what? That bring glad tiding. The glad tiding is to show them, guess what? I know what you're doing is not right, but guess what? You don't have to stay that way. Let me show you the better way. Hmm? Don't tell them, say, well, you're going to hell. They already know about that. Trust me. They already know. But if you give them the alternative, the alternative is what? It's hearing, it's hearing the gospel of peace would bring glad tidings. When they hear about God is not angry with them, because some people that live these crazy lifestyles, not just of homosexual, but adulterous, uh, 
some that's really oppressed, some that's really living, uh, uh, what is that, fornication or what? I mean, whatever. They just think that they, they are no count. That's not so. Someone told them that. Until they hear the truth, that's what's going to bring them out. Two more verses, case, and we're done. Look at verse 16. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. As Isaiah, uh, Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed our report? And that's why it goes, he says, so then faith going to come by hearing. In other words, they have to hear the word before a life change takes place. Are y'all getting that? Did y'all get anything out of that today? I know it's a lot. I know it's weighty. But every now and then we need to hear the word of God in that manner so that you can understand when we say what faith is for salvation, what faith is for righteousness. We're going to talk more about righteousness Wednesday night, but you need to know that. God is expecting you and I on the earth to live as little gods, little lights shining forth in a dark world. But you have to choose it. Now, he's going to love you if you do, and he's going to love you if you don't. It's not a matter of love. Because before any of us got born again, he had already commended his love toward us by dying. He's already did it. Now he's given us a decision to either choose to or not. Amen. Well, did y'all learn anything today?